Hi, I'm Autumn. Thanks for listening to You're Not Your Effing Chair, where our goal is to show you that your problems in life don't have to define you. And I'm Nick. Sidekick Nick. The best co-host ever. <laughs> the guy well, that drives the ship. Uh, I mean, that I would be the pilot, not the co-pilot. Uh, so am I, the, am I the main character? Am I the, the superhero? Am I Batman or are you Robin? <laughs> no, am I'm I, Batman. Sorry. Well, Batman drives the Batcar, the, the Batmobile. Sorry. <laughs> I know you wish that was you, but I'm just All right, kidding. well, let's get into the show. We got a lot to talk about. I know. And so little How time. did you feel about this week? You know, this week, like, if we're, let's just, like, starting, like, from posting your first podcast was, like. Awesome. It, it was, like. Soon as we hit like your podcast, like posts, like we woke up, dude. It was like punch it, chewy, <laughs> and the rest of the week was like light speed. Yeah, it and, it really went by pretty fast, and a lot happened in that week. But it was so overwhelming. Like I appreciate all the support. I appreciate all the personal messages. I felt like it really helped me because sometimes I feel like I'm just talking about my life and I'm not realizing what people are getting from it. You know what I mean? Because for me, this is a daily thing that I live. Um, and for someone else, it's inspiring because um, they don't see that on a daily basis. Well, Do you know what I mean? And we all, we can all watch a movie or listen to a story or read a book and it connects to us in a different way. Yeah. So, I mean, every one of us could probably learn something from each other. We just, you know, have to find that one thing that, yeah. you know, strikes with us. Right. So, I mean, everybody's watched a movie like, oh, you know what my favorite part was? Like, that really, like, hit home for me. And yeah. then someone's like, what, that part? You know, like. <laughs> well, it's like tonight my mom, like, sent me a text and she's like, oh, my gosh, have you seen the documentary Seven Yards on Netflix? And I was like, no, but if she's pointing it out to me, chances are it's a spinal cord injury documentary. And I like to be up to date on those and know what they're all about, you know. Well, I got like five, maybe eight minutes in it, and I was like a ball of mush, and I couldn't, <laughs> I, I like came out of the room, tears, everything. I'm like, I can't watch that, especially before we're about to record this podcast, because it's all the emotions. Like, he didn't even get through the hospital stay, and I was like, well, like, I couldn't, I couldn't take it. It was yeah, so hard. I mean, I didn't go through the hospital. But we've watched those documentaries. It's almost like when you watch those doc documentaries and you've lived through something similar, you have like, you watch someone else going through it on this um, documentary, but you are like flashing back to your experience, you know? Yeah. And so it's almost a different feeling and you have to be in the right mindset to watch it because you know that you're about to relive a lot of freaking raw emotion. Well, and that's like what we were just talking about. Like that's what strikes a chord with you. Like yeah. other people like that might not even like face mm -hmm. them. Yeah. So there's another documentary on it. We watched it on HBO. I think it's on youtube or something i saw but it's called any one of us and that was the same feeling like you watched that one with me yeah 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 and they were really good like um documentaries but my one like thing i don't like about those documentaries is like it's all about Will getting they walk? getting back <laughs> what they've lost like yeah like 
they got to get it back. I mean, I haven't finished the like, seven yards on Netflix. I'll have to finish and see what their like end result is. He's like a, a quad. So it was his, he had a higher injury like than I do, but the, like, it's like the Lord of the Rings. Like they spend like three movies just searching for this one ring. You know, yeah. that's how I feel about like documentaries. Like, like, like what are we getting at like, at the end? Will he walk again? Will he get it back? <laughs> and they're great documentaries and they're definitely going to teach everyone. The thing I like is that it brings awareness to a spinal cord injury because there's so many different aspects and you see the person and you're like, well, yeah, they can't walk. But there is so much more. You yeah. know it because yeah, you watch yeah. it every day. But there is so much more. And we'll kind of touch on that a little bit later in yeah, this episode. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, this week was crazy. And it kind of ended. Well, it didn't end. But, you know, Sunday we were on my way to down to Salt Lake. And yeah. car trouble. Got some yeah. random. All of a sudden a code pulled for us. That three was like, codes. It was yeah. like one, two, three. Bam, bam, like, bam. Boom. And. And. It was, it was, I was like, are, should we keep going? Like, what are we supposed to do? He was supposed to fill in for a hockey team. So I'm like, we can't just bail on them. He's the goalie. How are you? You can't bail on that. And so um, we kind of pulled over to the side, looked up all these codes, the ABS, the brakes. What is it? VSC or something like that. The VCR. The VCR. VCR. The VCR in your car is broke. <laughs> something. And so. Kind of like, you just opened up. <laughs> blowing it <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so needless to Didn't say work. right now we are in nick's car uh we have an appointment we can't get it fixed anywhere else but the dealership apparently um so we have an appointment with the dealership on thursday which is still was today and tomorrow and then it'll be thursday and the, so, hard, and the hardest thing about this is it's autumn's car and like my car is not like handicap accessible yeah. like i don't have hand controls in my car because I don't Autumn. drive it very often. Yeah. I just have my own. You don't drive it often? Have you well, ever drove it back? No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't drive it at all. <laughs> we don't drive it together very often. No, exactly. Like my it's car a, is like, you know, me or picking up the kids or yeah. that's about if it. If I'm somewhere else and Nick needs a car, like he, yeah. you know, it's not our family car. I've put 7,000 miles on in my car in the last like five years. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, not to mention you lived five minutes from where yeah. you worked there yeah. for a long time. Yeah. So there wasn't many miles, but... The hard thing about it is, and I don't think people realize because they're like, oh, well, it's fine. Just borrow mom, dad, brother, sister's extra car. Like, it seems like everybody has an extra car yeah. that you can use for a couple of days. For me, it almost took away my independence. Yeah. Like, I can't go even get the girls from school by myself anymore. Yeah, it's like Go that. get a soda. You know me and what, my morning soda. What if something happens? Like, or... Yeah. Or, like, today, you, like, I had to run... You had to run to Joanne's, and it, it took our mm -hmm. whole afternoon because I had to take you, and... Yep. You know. And he can't get things done because I'm... Anyway, so that was kind of a downer. We're kind of it in also, limbo right now. Yeah, and also, like, when we buy cars, like, it's not, like buying a regular car yeah. we don't just trade it in like we have to like mm -hmm. um make special we, arrangements we need this piece of this car to put in the next car yeah because they actually remove my hand controls and mo usually it uses mostly the same parts but sometimes they even have to have extra parts so there's usually a time in between that i can't drive um or that we have to be like hey dealership i know we just traded this car in but we need to take it <laughs> with us take both cars and, and go get it swapped out and, they've been and then we'll bring cool it back it. but also yeah. but that's also why we like haven't like sold your cars like we traded them in because yeah 
like to sell it back. Hey, we're going to sell it and then we're going to buy another car, but you can't have it till we take these pieces out of it, but we're not going to take the pieces out. I guess we could have bought the car then sold it, but that's, you know, then you have two cars and and, you don't have like the, and what the amount that your car is worth to put towards the next car, you know? So it just, it's another, you know, yeah. It makes me grateful. It makes me grateful for having a car that is reliable and that runs times like this do. So anyway, kind of a downer, but we're trying to see the best in it, right? Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, and luckily it happened before the dance comp because that was a busy day. And after the dance comp. Yeah. Luckily it happened after. Luckily it happened. Didn't happen before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, dance comp Saturday. I mean, okay, between Friday, Saturday, and Sunday morning, I don't know. (laughs) I did not have two seconds. Like, I'm surprised I had the time to go to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) So, Friday night, Nick played in a a men's league um, championship game in Bountiful. Yeah, they they won the championship, so that was awesome. But that was um, we left Friday night, drove to Bountiful, which is about 30, 40 minutes away. Um, Got home. What time? Like probably went to Chili's after with the boys. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It was it was late. It was probably after midnight by the time we got home. All of our kids were tired. They were tagging along with us. Um, Next morning was dance competition. Luckily, it wasn't until a little bit later. So I mean. If it was early, early, I would definitely would not have had Alice out that late. <laughs> but oh, we probably would have. But you know. <laughs> I don't know about that dancing early in the morning. But yeah, I. She, she, what time did she go? She had to be there at like twelve forty-five. It wasn't too bad. Eleven forty-five or something. Yeah. So it was. It was a little bit later in the afternoon, which is nice, and it was in. That's, that's W four noon. Oh. You know what I meant. So it was in the building next to the one that we were in last week. So it was next to the Egyptian theater. And it was super nice. And my sister-in-law, they do solos like Fridays. So the day before the the big comps with all the dance teams. And one of the dance moms called my sister-in-law that's on the same team. And she said, hey, I just want to let you know it's accessible. There's elevators. She can get to everywhere. It's not, you know, it's not like the Egyptian theater was. And so my sister-in-law called me and I thought that was really nice of them to go out of their way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shout out to Melissa. Yeah. And Lindsay. Lindsay helped too. I mean, they went out of their way. Yeah. They went out of their way to make sure that I felt comfortable with the situation and to help me out. So I really appreciated that. We got there. It was a hundred times better. It was such a good day. That doesn't mean... It wasn't still hard. <laughs> <laughs> every day is hard. I think every day is hard every for everybody. Every day is hard, but you could a probably... couple key points that were hard was how packed it was. I mean, and no one can do Holy anything moly, about that. Like no one, but left and right, I'm like, hey girls, can I get past you? Hey, can I sneak past you? Like, <laughs> you know, it's just constant. You, if you've been around the dance world, you know how a, like a dressing room is. It's just packed. There's girls everywhere. There's bags everywhere. So that was hard. And then not to mention the place had carpet. So to wheel on carpet and, you know, dance comps. There's three outfit changes. Our last outfit change we had, like, we literally got into the dressing room, changed, and as fast as we could, as the girls could, and got them back out to get back on stage because they didn't have much time in between. So I was like rolling around that place like a mad woman. And anybody that saw me probably was like, whoa. And, and like, just like a side note, like 
for anybody who doesn't know, like willing on tile and willing on carpet so is like a hundred times different. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the padding in carpet, you don't realize. And and you may, if you know someone that's in a wheelchair, you may go to their house and see that they have hardwood floor or, or something, but it doesn't click in your mind. Why? Because like carpet has that padding that it's seriously like you already overuse your shoulders from pushing and pushing on carpet. is like so much harder. It's like walking on pillows all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like when we go to like carpet shopping, like we kind of looked at carpet a couple of weeks ago and mm-hmm. we asked like, Hey, we want the thinnest, <laughs> cheapest pad out Just there. We want, it, we want it to be like the hard, yep. we want it to be like hardwood floor with a little fuzzy on top. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not so cold for everybody that walks, not me. Yeah. We, we've, we've changed a lot of things in our house. So there's less carpet. So. Yeah. Got and rugs are even worse. Like we're getting there. We did tile. Rugs are like quicksand. If I yeah, they are. <laughs> if I had to go back, we would do like wood or laminate flooring for the main part of our house because we did tile and you can hear me coming. Yeah. You can Here hear me coming down on. the hall. <laughs> so anyway, it was a good weekend though. But yeah, it was it was definitely like full blown. I mean, after the dance. Oh comp, yeah. We we went stop straight there. to the grizzly game. Yep, it was a got a babysitter for Mason's the two youngers. Birthday. Yeah. yeah, our friend's birthday. Um, Alexi, our oldest, got to skate on the ice at the Maverick Center afterwards. That was awesome. After the Grizzly game, yeah. Yeah, so we didn't get home from that till after midnight. We didn't leave the, I guess, Maverick Center until after midnight. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then the next morning, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh yeah, we got a chill day Sunday. Like this is gonna be great. Nick gets a text. You want to fill in for our team? <laughs> <laughs> so we're back at it. Back in Salt and that's, Lake. And that's when we got the, the codes in the car. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so it's just. Definitely a lot of moments this week that we could have felt defeated. In fact, today I did say to Nick, I definitely felt this week like it was harder to keep a positive attitude. There were some moments that were just like, why? It's why like, is this happening? It's like the podcast knew like it was going to be searching for some, you know. Yeah, we needed some, some trials. Some crap to talk about. <laughs> Yeah. Well, should we go into gripes and gains, talking about crap to talk about? <laughs> Literally, crap to talk <laughs> about. So, yeah, gripes okay. and gains, go for it. Today Ollie. is a hard one. This is very, very, um, it's hard for me to talk about. This is something I don't talk about very often. Um, it might it might be, like, the most difficult part about being. Yeah, definitely, like, accessibility is hard. But bathroom issues Anybody that has a spinal cord injury, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I I don't, but like I mean, you see, if I the see door it, is so closed to it. our bathroom, and I've bother. told you I'm having bathroom issues, Nick does not come in unless I say <laughs> Nick come in, and then he usually like will just say, "What do you need?" or stick his hand, arm in or to yeah. grab something or whatever. I am very personal about. My ba- my time in the bathroom, <laughs> <laughs> which sometimes so, it it could be an hour, it could be yeah, you, know, it you could don't be two know minutes, what to expect. So so when I was injured, when you're paralyzed, that comes along with bowel and bladder being paralyzed. So I don't use the bathroom the same. My muscles do not relax. Um, to to go pee, I have to use a catheter. 
Um, most people, when they think of a catheter, they think of a catheter that's used when you have surgery or um, when you have a baby or something like that. The type of catheter that stays in and it connects to a bag. Um, the type of catheter I use is um, like an external catheter. How how long would you say it is? Like six six I, inches. I, I think it sounds like the. Fan. It looks like a it's, straw. It sounds so fancy. They're like, it's a six inch French tip. Yeah, it is. And everybody uses a different kind. That's just the kind I use. <laughs> but it, it just sounds like the fanciest, which it's, it just looks like a... Like it's a, a tube. It looks like it came from a Capri Sun or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. So basically... <laughs> every... Don't mistake it for a straw. If you ever go to our <laughs> yeah. house and you find a, a six-inch a six clear tube... It's probably not a straw. Chances are it's in the garbage, though. <laughs> yeah. So, And I'm I usually saying, only I mean... use my own bathroom, so I really hope you don't come across one of my catheters when you come over. But no, so I use a catheter to go to the bathroom. It's just something that I it does not stay on me. It, it's I use a new one every time. It's sterile, and then I throw it away after. So for ladies, that time of the month, you know how you have to carry around supplies? Well, this is just something I have to carry around all the time. Do you want to know what I want to answer right here? The Denver trip. The Denver trip. Yes. Oh my gosh. So should we should we hurry and talk about the Denver trip? Well, since we're talking about the catheters, we gotta talk about the Denver <laughs> okay. trip. Okay, we gotta hurry though. Okay. So. <laughs> I don't want it to be too long of an episode, and these people get bored. About pee and poop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, we go to Denver, and we catch a red eye at like. Three in the morning. Yeah. Well. And 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 <laughs> like I swear I set my alarm and even before I went to bed out. I said, said, "Did you set your alarm?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, got it covered." What time did we have to wake up? Like th- it was like three, was and we like, had to be at the airport and by, like by four. Or yeah, something. I don't it was know. nuts. So and we're probably going to bed like midnight, so we're looking yeah. at three hours. Our kids weren't at the house. We had already dropped them off because it was just Nick and I going. We and love Brooks. Denver. And Brooks. Yeah, Brooks did come because he was teeny tiny. But yeah. but yeah, so we just had Brooks. So we were like, all right, this is great. Nick's got his alarm set. We're going to go. We're going to get a couple hours because you know how travel is. Sometimes it's like y- you get a couple hours and, and that's just how it goes. So all of a sudden, the calls... <laughs> Texts, ringing the doorbell over and over and over, pounding on the door. Nick's mom is there to pick us up, and Nick's <laughs> alarm did not go off. So fast forward, we get up, we make it to the airport. We made our you know trip on time, whatever. Yeah. But we had our bags packed the Which night before. We should go over how we get on an airplane one day, yeah. so that everybody can know that, that can process. A, that can be another episode, <laughs> but uh, that's that's a whole another episode. But yeah, uh, so. We get to Denver and and we we're in our hotel. No, we were at the we were at the rental car, and I felt the urge. I always yeah. feel an urge. It is not the same urge as when you are fully functional when you don't have a spinal cord injury. It's just a little feeling in my stomach that now after you know after a few years I was able to identify that feeling. I thought I need to go to the bathroom. I need to go pee. And. And I, I always like, I'm like the keeper of the catheter. Yes. You know? And Autumn's like, hey, you got a catheter? And I was like, yeah. Dude. And no catheter. I didn't have in any, any in my bag. backpack. And like, if anything, I have them stashed in this bag. That or bag. A, the car, but we yeah, didn't have the car because we, cause we flew. And uh, I was like, we don't have one. Yeah. And Autumn's like, uh, I can't, I can't go to the bathroom. And so it's like six in the morning, seven in the morning. Like, what are yeah. we supposed to do? Like, 
And so your ba- your your bladder will spasm if it's too full and it'll cause you to pee your pants. So this is my fear of like I'm I'm going my bladder's going to spasm and I'm going to pee my pants, you we're, know. We're in a rent-a-prize, rent enterprise <laughs> rent enterprise. <laughs> That should be their new name. It's way better than Enterprise. Oh. Uh, rent a car, and Autumn has to piss like a racehorse, and she just can't. You I know, can't. Get it out. Like I mean, she can like. I can sit like, on like, the toilet like, and try flex my every hardest. Muscle and, yeah. Like, squeeze some out, but it's not going to drain the tank, you know. No. So, um, we get back to our hotel. We get our rental car. We get back, and now it's about seven o'clock, and I'm like. We better start, places, yeah. You know, and this figuring and that. something out. And the crappiest thing about this is like, everywhere you call, they're like, "Yeah, you have to have a prescription." Yeah, it's like you have having to have a pills. Prescription yeah, for like pee sticks. Yeah, they're and like, so they're like, "Oh, I guess you're gonna have to go to urgent care." And we're like, "Are you kidding me? We're literally here for what, like three days? Were we there?" Yeah. And I'm gonna have to spend the whole first day at an urgent care, and then going to a supplies facility and picking up supplies which speaking of i usually get my supplies shipped to me so yeah. i'm like trying Where to figure out how them? to like can i overnight them but i had to have them right then i couldn't go overnight my my yeah. mom was like i could try to overnight them to you but like we what are you gonna, gonna be do there for what two or three nights yeah it was so, a short trip so we call, long story short we called Dr. Stewart. Yeah, Dr. Stewart. Nick worked at Tanner Clinic. We called Dr. Stewart and said, hey, here's our situation. Here's what she normally gets as far as catheters. But honestly, anything would do. We had already called the hospital and said, hey, here's our situation. And they were like, "Mm, there's nothing we can do for you. And I'm like, dude, you can't even just give me one. I'll continue to sterilize it on my own. That's a huge commitment. But I will do it. We'll carry the the hot water and bleach. (laughs) Can you just sneak it out the doors and then just hand it to me? Like, (laughs) yeah. So like it, it it was like nobody's gonna give it to us, and then we found this one place that did have them. But yeah, so like, Doctor Stewart, like um, with a prescription, you know, we'll give her a one time box. Like yeah, yeah, and so Doctor Stewart faxed the prescription in. We drove out there, which was like a twenty thirty minute drive. Yeah, picked up a box. And I felt so relieved. Just the fact that I knew I had catheters in my hand, I was like, okay, I can I can breathe. Yes. Like, so, you never thought, like, a pee stick would be, like, something Yeah, like you can't you... go to a drugstore. You can't go to Smith's. You can't go to Walmart. You can't that's go anywhere why... and pick them up. And that's the stupid thing about this well, whole, like. Well, it's not like... like it's a pill where it's going to make you feel funny or, or, or anything you know, like that. Imagine if you had to get a prescription to, like, get. Your baby's diapers. Like, that's how I yeah, like, see it. Yeah, or for like, women, like... Yeah, like, hey, you need uh, some tampons? Well, <laughs> go call your doctor. Yeah. You're like, well, it's 3 o'clock in the morning, yeah. and I need tampons. Well, you should get a prescription from your doctor. So I think that's the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. Why not sell them over the counter? They're not dangerous Even from a pharmacy that you could just go over the counter to the pharmacy and say, hey, I need catheters. Yeah. Even if you need one or two. Like, don't sell it by the box. Sell it by five pack or whatever. But, yeah, so that's our Denver story. That's probably the most hot water we've been in as far as, like, catheters go. I mean, you're pretty good about packing the catheters. Dude, Nick's always got all the things. He's got, like, Tylenol. He's got, like. The Tums for the. Tums. Pack of cards. Chapstick. (laughs) Yeah, he's just got, like, all those essentials that you never, like baby Tylenol that, that's or one gel. thing I, I got from my mom you know she always had a you know everything so mm-hmm. you know she's kind of like that inspector gadget kind of yeah so, so so let's get back to it so I use a catheter to pee um 
But the peeing, I mean, it is a hard aspect. The catheter situation, um, bladder spasms, it's hard. I, I take a medication to keep my bladder, uh, basically make it so that I don't have spasms so that I can hold it with enough time to get to the bathroom. You know what? I'm going to hit I'm going to hit you with a gain right here. And I, I and I really thought about this and you know, you take a a pill for, you know, so your bladder doesn't spasm and yeah. kind of like it kind of I don't know. The way I see it is like it kind of like tightens up your bladder yeah. to where it's not like squishy and get a I don't know. That's yeah. just how it works in my mind. Yeah. But this is the only pill Autumn takes. Yeah. And she's you know, sometimes she doesn't take it all the time and it's not yeah. like it's a a major pill, you know, yeah. it's just a little helper. Yeah. But this is the only pill that Autumn takes. So like there's and, a lot of people. And I'm not, I don't have a fear taking it. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that like probably are in wheelchairs and they take pills and there's, pills and pills. There's a lot of people that struggle, especially right at the beginning because your body gets addicted to them. Yeah. So, I mean, for pain and stuff. So I really don't like applaud Autumn for not being on a pill like regularly because there's a yeah. lot of people that, you know, I worked at Tanner Clinic and I. I see a lot of people, you know, that like rely on pills. Yeah. And like, this is where like, you're not your effing pills. Like, I mean, yeah. I feel sad for those people that like, when they wake up in the morning, they're thinking about their pills. You when know what though? Bed, that's, that's not pills. something that has been easy. That's something that has, yeah, but I've really worked out over the years to say, I'm not living on those pills. I'm not counting on those pills. Yeah, and that's a really and like every time we go to a, like a doctor's appointment, like, so uh, what medication are you taking? You know, and like she's like, oxybutynin is what it's called. Yeah, you know? and they're like, and and she's like, that's it. Um, that's it. And they're like, maybe um, some do you take occasional any, Tylenol. Do you ibuprofen? take anything for pain? She's like, uh, ibuprofen. Yeah, and they're like, that's it. And like, yep. Yeah, you know, and there are some people that need medications to like function yeah. every day. Yeah. And that's fine. Totally. And there's, but I mean. You I do. I do feel like there's some sort of abuse in a sense from some people. The, yeah. The occasional. Uh, I'm not super in pain, but I. I just want to take this right now, um, or oh yeah, I'm just. I really need to chill out and and, and, maybe, and have a moment. Yeah. And you know. I may we're pushing some hot buttons right now with people, and and maybe we that's don't. That's just our opinion. Yeah, that's my opinion. You know, and but this is also coming from someone that I was pumped full of so many different medications. And it really threw my body off. And so really, it's kind of a trauma thing, I think, that I, for me, I don't want to go back to that place. Because you take this pill, and then you have to take four different pills for the side effects. At least that's how it was in the hospital. So for me, I'm like, I just don't want the pills at all. Because I don't want to have to worry about those side effects that come along with it. That I mean, maybe one one of the main ones when I was in the hospital was constipation came from pain meds and so i'm taking these pain meds that are making making me constipated but my bowels are completely paralyzed so they're just it's it makes you just go completely irregular like and so it's little things like that is why i i've made that decision for myself it's not just something that i'm over here proud of you know and there was a time when you know you do get anxious and stuff and a doctor prescribed you a anxiety you know yes. kind of pill and antidepressant yeah and i think that's really when my life life when i made that promise to myself that i wasn't gonna be um like after, count on a medication like, was like for a year, myself a year after you were taking it you just kind of said i just don't feel like me anymore yeah and i was nick could tell we would get in fights and he could tell if i didn't take my 
anxiety medication that morning and I just for me it was like that's my that's my indication that I'm not being me if my husband can look at me and be like you're kind of freaking out I mean this in the nicest way possible but did you take your medication this morning it was like a slap in the face like oh my gosh he's right that this pill this pill is controlling my life and it's controlling who you are yeah. it, it was who you were like that yeah. and you know and that's Everybody's people, different, and I don't judge it. anybody based off of anybody that. Anybody who takes sure. an antidepressant or whatever yeah. is, but and like, and there's a right time and a right place for sure for that yeah. kind of a thing. But and I think every pill should have an endpoint, and I feel like too many don't have an endpoint for people. Mm-hmm. And yeah. your endpoint was that year, you know. Like and you, and for some people, at some point, they need more. Yeah. Like and and I think that's really what I was worried of. And what made me nervous is when I got off of that antidepressant um, anxiety medication, I was shaking. I was having withdrawals. I had to crush up the pill and only eat, like, slowly eat less. So I was really, like, it it really was kind of like an eye-opener of how much my body depended on this. I didn't realize it when I took it for a full year, you know? So... Anyway, back to the back to the bathroom stuff. <laughs> I just want to hit a gain right there, you know. I think yeah, that's awesome. It is a I, gain. Really, I really applaud Autumn for that. So Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like I said, never ever would I ever judge someone based off of yeah, that. Like neither, this is my one life. Of us are doctors, yeah. So I'm just telling you my your life. Doctors telling you to take it, you know. Yeah. Like, you so yeah, so with bathroom, it's this is hard for me. Like, I, I don't know, maybe you should chime in a little bit because it's hard for me to talk about. I have my bowels on a schedule. Um, usually I can feel, like I said, it's not a normal feeling. It's a some sort of like stomach ache. Um, menstrual cramps, going pee, like the pee filling and having to go poop or have a bowel movement feels the same. Sometimes Autumn's like, you know, I think I got to poop but I don't know. I don't and know I'm, what's and, happening. And, and you're just like, well, let's just <laughs> let's just prepare for anything. So let's. I'm like, I just got to go to the bathroom. And, there, just... and there is a lot of times they're like, we're somewhere, and like Autumn will like give me like the... A look. So like, well, there's there's times where it's like, we got to go right well, freaking Well, we've gotten now. to the point after really awkward things happening that if I look at Nick and I say to him, I need to go now, he yeah. knows... That that usually means I'm about to crap my pants. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to get out of a public place so it's not embarrassing. And, you know, sometimes this is just when my bowels are off and, you know, say you have the runs or something like that. Your, your, your stomach's not right or you've just eaten a food that's not sat right in your stomach and you're out and about. That's just our cue of like... All and, right, and, and this is it. That we're leaving, and I'm sorry. There's been times I had to like we went to watch a show at my friend Gentry's house. Nick, it was downstairs, <laughs> so Nick had already taken me downstairs. He had to take me up and down the stairs three times because I'm like, I gotta go to the bathroom again. So I went in. I'm like, okay, I think I have it under control. Go out, go back downstairs, try to watch the show. Nick, I gotta go to the bathroom again, and it finally got to the point after like two or three times of using the bathroom, I was like, I gotta go. Like, I, I know this is really embarrassing, but I got to go. Yeah, and I don't think they understood at that point, you know. And oh, she trying, definitely does now. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And that's come over that was, time of, yeah. like, people knowing me. But it's not the first thing I say 
Yeah, like, you know. Hey guys, thanks for inviting me. I may shit my pants while I'm here. <laughs> uh, just throwing that out there. <laughs> Sorry no, no. if you smell something. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, and it's something we just live with. And there's times where I got him goes to the bathroom. She comes back. She's like, you know what? If I say we gotta go, we gotta go. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. And like. Most of the time, everything's fine, and we're good, and we hang out, and yeah. that's fine. Or or if we're leaving the house, I just give Nick a quick warning of I'm having bathroom issues, so he knows kind yeah. of where <laughs> I'm at with all of that, and so he knows that if I'm like, uh, you know, maybe you pack a little extra supplies <laughs> just in case so that you can continue your, with your day, and it doesn't, you know, affect your day and your schedule, but uh, there's a lot of times that I'm like, hey, there's no cleaning this up here. Like, yeah. well, I need my bathroom. Remember, do you remember Walmart? Yeah, should we talk about it? <laughs> that was that was a bit interesting time. Yeah, we went I was to Walmart sick. and oh, we were at a fa- at like my mom's work party oh, or something. We yeah, and like we like, she's like, I said I gotta go, and we went to Walmart. My stomach and wasn't feeling right. She was just like, Yeah, I'm. I'm well, throwing. I was like Nick, I'm not gonna make it home, so I said stop at Walmart. I'm just gonna go into Walmart real quick and just go there. And then we'll we'll go home from here. We'll you know whatever. Did I have Alexi? With were we me? dating? No, no, no. We were dating. Oh, this is dating. Yeah, so. we were dating. So this is this kind of gives you a look into my our dating life. Like yeah. So so I go into Walmart and lo and behold, all of it was in my pants, not going in the toilet like I planned. <laughs> and I just called Nick and I'm like, uh, just buy me buy some me gym basketball shorts and, and some, some underwear, underwear. <laughs> and. I was in the women's bathroom, so I was like, just hand it to the worker and have her bring it into me. So he did that. <laughs> he just I, went. I walked up to a lady. I was like, hey, this is really weird, but uh, my girlfriend's in there and she needs these clothes. And I can't go help her. So just go hand them to her in the stall. She's yeah. in the handicap stall. Yeah. And the worker comes in and, and she's, I was crying. I well, mean, I was, and six, was, I was like, probably 17 years old. And I was just like, I'm just throwing this, these clothes away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think you just threw in a bag yep. and threw them away. Yeah. I threw them in the bag that the Walmart stuff came in. The Walmart lady knocked on the door. She says, Hey, your boyfriend gave these to me to give to you, but ma'am, can I help you? Yeah. And, and I was so mortified. I was so embarrassed. It makes me cry. Like <laughs> I was so embarrassed. Like, I don't know if you've ever had a moment in your life that you're like, I just can't go back there. And it makes me emotional talking about because it was just so embarrassing. You know, she came in the stall. She helped me clean up. She, you know, I I don't know who it was. It was an angel. (laughs) She helped me. She didn't judge. She didn't do anything. And and I just got those basketball shorts on and I willed my, I willed out of there as fast (laughs) as I could. I was so embarrassed, but it's little things like that when you have people that randomly show up that are just, they show up for you. You don't even know them. Yeah. And I think, I don't know. She was just the closest person to it and she was the right person yeah. at the right time. And it was just yeah. one of those like, I was a young girl, you know, perfect person for that situation. Yeah. Now I, I would be like, Nick, just come in here anyway. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays I'd probably just like grab the like bathroom clothes sign and just be like, this place is closed. <laughs> Do not come I'd probably in. like ask a Walmart worker for like a vest. Like, hey, I'm cleaning this up. <laughs> Nobody come in, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, yeah. bathroom is just a huge, huge, huge part. Well, of- and. And when we were talking about that, I was thinking about it, and I didn't have it written down, but I thought about it, but, like, the handicap stalls. 
Yeah. And like most people nine don't times realize, out of like, ten, I have to wait for someone else to come out of a handicap stall so that I can even use the bathroom. And it's <laughs> it's not big, so like they're you know big, it's so they can get their wheelchair in yep. the stall because yep. you know they usually don't fit in a regular stall. Well, typically there's two handicap stalls. One of them is the the biggest one, that's for wheelchairs, and then the other one is for maybe people that are overweight or people that have a broken foot or people that need a little bit of extra space, but not as much extra space as a wheelchair. It's oftentimes moms go in there with strollers. I get it. I do. But from a person that lives in a wheelchair a hundred percent of the time, um, leave your stroller parked outside, take your purse, take your belongings that you're worried about in the stall with you and, just and park your stroller outside the stall. No yeah. one's gonna steal the, your stuff. I'm just while you're saying, sitting on like, the I know you yeah. have kids. I know you have all these things, but but it is frustrating, honestly, when I go in, especially when every single stall is open and I'm waiting for one stall. I mean, it happened just the other night at the Grizzly game, <laughs> and so. it's like, you know, I would use any of these if I could. Yeah, but unfortunately. You can't. I mean, you you really could if you really wanted to, yeah. but your chair would I mean, roll this away is honestly like... something I run into multiple times a week. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is not, like, once a month maybe. This is several times a week. And so that kind of, I guess that kind of give me some grace with my frustrations. <laughs> I That's why I get so frustrated is because it's like I almost can guarantee you that I'm going to come in here to go to the bathroom and there's going to be someone in there. You know what I mean? So... Yeah. Anyway. And, and, you know, all these things are really awkward and uncomfortable, and it helps to kind of joke them off, you know, even though that, like, you might be, like, laughing through the pain and stuff. Yeah. But it's good to make light of, you know, these awkward situations, I think. There's, I mean, we've been through it all. We've been through having to take um, stool softeners, pregnancy threw off my bowels, my bladder. <laughs> um, six months in, I was diapers 100% of the time. You know, like all those phases of your life, they, you know, you can't, you can't know what's going to happen with your bowels and bladder. Yeah. And I it's mean, me, always like, changing. you know, I take some massive dumps, but you know, I don't got any like problem like knowing. I, you know, sometimes I got skid marks in my underwear or something. You know, that's about it. So, I mean, I really like. There's been times where I just like, I feel so bad for Autumn, and we relate. We do. We <laughs> yeah. relate on and, this topic. And like, I just there's some things I wish that I could do for her, and unfortunately, this is one of those things I can't do for her you know and that's yeah that's one of the hardest things about being married to you know you is like you know there's times where i wish i could like do it for you yeah. but there's there's and, no doing it for me and that's one thing that like it's been a learning curve that you can't do everything yeah and yeah. so i'm not trying to like talk myself up or no anything, but there's like, been times um going back to like how embarrassed i was with that that lady I say I lock Nick out of the bathroom, but there has been so many times that he's cleaned up after me. One time in particular, it was flowing out of the pants in the car. <laughs> and I'm like, Nick, I can't get home fast enough. I don't, I can't, I can't hold it in. I'm paralyzed. And 
like I can't get home fast enough. And so I, he puts a towel on my chair so I don't get it all over my chair. I rush into the bathroom, but there was a mess to clean up. Yeah. <laughs> and that mess was not there when I got back out. And it, nine times out of 10, he has it taken care of, you know? So it's emotional for us. It's emotional to talk about because this is such a real part of our life. This is a lot of the things are based <laughs> are based around bathroom. Yeah, it's definitely one of the hardest. Like, And it's not something like Autumn says. It's not like the first thing we, we say to someone as we get to their yeah. house. Like, hey. It's very personal. Just so you know. like, And it's also a reason why, like, we don't go anywhere and everywhere, like, you know, I mean, we we don't let it hold us back, but like, like we kind of scope out a situation. Like, yeah, I'm not making it into that bathroom, yeah. so yeah, you know, like we're not going to be here all night, but we'll right. go say what up, you know. Yeah. Or that's why sometimes Autumn doesn't like to go to like, I don't know, places without me, is because she's kind of worried about that kind of yeah. thing. Help. But I think so. one of the gains though is like you could just stay home. Yeah, because it's easier. It's definitely taught me. To take care of my shit <laughs> and get on with my life. Yeah, like if I if I need to go to the bathroom, you know, sometimes I'm in there for fifteen minutes, twenty, thirty minutes. Get get it taken care of. You know, you know get it all out and get on with your life. Well, it would be really, really, really easy for me to be like, mm, we're not going out tonight. Yeah, and like there's that saying like shit or get off the pot. Like, no, it's like shit and then get off the pot. Like, yeah. like get it over with. And get going. Yeah. Because, like, you can't spend. I mean, there is nights where you have to spend all night. But, you know, for the majority of the time, like, yeah. there's a lot of times where we could just be like, you know what? It's just easier to stay yeah. home because of this And honestly, situation. for me, depending on the amount that comes out, I kind of can gauge what is going, what what the rest of my day is going to look like. So I can take extra supplies prepare myself so that if something does happen it's not that awkward we gotta go right now you know it's okay i'm gonna spend a little bit extra time in the bathroom but i've got the supplies i need now to go well, there's definitely been times we've probably been out with friends or at somebody's house where like we like you know pause some stuff through the bathroom and like it, you know, like Autumn's dealing with something and we're pretty good at like, you know, being pretty yeah, incognito about pretty it. Quiet. <laughs> you know? Yeah, Nick's good and There's it. probably people who have no idea. I'll text just... Nick and be like, hey, I need this and this and this out of the car. Hurry, go get it and bring and it to like, the bathroom. <laughs> and then like, you know, whether it's an extra pair of underwear or whatever, yeah, like yeah. there's times where like we just, we do it, we make the exchange, we, yeah, and like no one ever knows. Yep. And so, and that's... And you know, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for... It gives me a sense of normalcy, even though my body is not normal. My body has so like with bowel and bladder, there's so many things that are not normal, but it gives me a sense of, I don't need to tell everybody that. I mean, I no. just did on my podcast, but <laughs> I don't need to be. We've been talking about poop for literally like 25 minutes. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, we have. <laughs> but yeah, I just don't, I don't want it to be something that someone identifies me. Like, you know. Yeah, you don't want people to know like, hey, there's Autumn. Don't invite her over. She And has the jokes. Problems. I mean, when I, I lived by myself with, with three roommates and there was times I had to wear adult diapers and the we joked, we joked, you know, transferring and stuff. I'd be like, oh, make sure my shirt's pulled down so you don't see my uh, sexy diaper, you know. We joked. And 
And so anybody that's really close to me knows I joke about that kind of a thing to joke it off. And and it's good. It's good. Let's yeah. laugh at the awkward things, yeah. you know, instead of being like, uh, do I say something? Do, am I, you know, and there's, let's joke it off. And there's definitely people that are going to, are going to, you know, push those buttons in a rude way, in a mean way. And, you know, like really like do it. Cause like they know it's an embarrassing thing for you. Then just like anybody would have something embarrassing, whether, you know, like when you're a kid and you, had a weird zit or, you know, something yeah. or something yeah, you couldn't control, line. you know, like that people made fun of. Yep. And this would be a really easy target. And there has been people that have kind of poked fun at Autumn and this and it, but she could let that like yeah. really get her down. And sometimes it, you know, it's okay to get down. I'm human. You know? like yeah. Somebody makes fun of that. She has problems going to the bathroom. Like it, that, 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 that hurts. Hits. That, that hurts. hits home. Yeah. Cause, but really it's like, well, she has no control over that. So for you to make fun of that is like, go screw yourself, yeah. man. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. And you just realize there's bullies out there and they're going to, there's people that will take whatever they can to put it like to, to throw it at you, you know? Yeah, like, but I think, I think bottom line here is whether you have a zit on your face, whether you have gained weight, I mean, yeah. freaking COVID, quarantine, everybody, you know, <laughs> yeah. either you've gained weight or lost weight, um, or whether you don't have an outfit that, that looks right for the event that you've been invited to or whatever. There's always going to be a reason that's holding you back. For me, it's my bathroom issues, but you, but you can't let that control your life. Adapt. You're not your effing bathroom issues. Yeah, you're not your effing bathroom issues. And yeah. You're not your effing zit on your face. You're not your effing yeah. outfit that That's not who doesn't you are. fit the right way you thought it was. You know, yeah. you, you know, your friends are going swimming or boating or whatever. You're not your effing belly. Like, yeah, that's you're a, uncomfortable. Well, that's not who you are. Yeah, you are you. And that's the funny thing is, like, once you realize that no one cares about your problems either, like, it's easier to, like, not care about them. Right, right. And like you're, we're also self-conscious about our flaws. What everybody else is going to think. But really there's like. They've been there. They've had their days that they have a zit on their face. They've had their uncomfortable self-conscious moments. Everybody has been there. We all have something we're uncomfortable, you know, uncomfortable about. And there are people who take liberties with that and they'll make fun of you for being a little tubby or whatever. Or, you know, you're. Mm -hmm. Whether you got dry skin, like it could be a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You know, or, you know, whatever. But what I'm saying is don't let those little things get you down because usually that person is, that's a defense mechanism for people yeah, to like right. make fun of you. But that really says that they're not okay with yeah, themselves. Yeah, that's showing their, in, their insides coming out. That's yeah. showing who they Most are. Most people that are bullies and like make fun of people that for something they couldn't, you know, control are not, you know, Okay with themselves. Yeah, not confident they have something deep down inside that they're trying. They're they're coping with it that way. So you know, maybe for anybody who's going to poke fun at something that someone can't control, I feel bad for you because mm-hmm. there's definitely something in your life that you yeah, just fix can't. it, fix yeah. it, totally. So so let's get into our next seg- segment yeah, since we, we talked about <laughs> uh, crap for too long. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's go rewind. To, yeah, let's rewind. 
Okay, so we talked about the hospital last episode and kind of what went down at the hospital. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch really quick on kind of how life looked after I left the hospital. I was there for two months, like I mentioned. Um, roughly two months. I mean, not exactly on the dot. Uh, I spent my birthday in the hospital, my 17th birthday. Um, I was able to get out of the hospital and go to Olive Garden in downtown Salt Lake with my family for a couple hours, like normal after like an outing in the hospital, I had to come back home, back to the hospital. And that was, I was out for the rest of the night. It was just so much work, but the goal was to get to leave the hospital by my birthday. And it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Just, I wasn't ready. My, my body was still putting up with this rash that I had and, I just needed like two more weeks in the hospital. So that was that was a downer. It was a downer because that was a goal that I had was to get home before my birthday to celebrate my birthday at home. So my family obviously obviously made it special, took me to my favorite Olive Garden. Um, and it, it, it ended up being a really good day. My nurses got me um, all sorts of gifts. Some I can't even tell you who it was but one of my mom's friends and I know the name's gonna come after I get off this podcast gave me like a hundred dollar gift certificate to the gateway so that was one thing we use later on to like go, go to the gateway get an outing in and go pick some some stuff you know anyway so about two weeks after my birthday I went home and and obviously that looked really different from me I I didn't go home at all like I had not been home in two months. So it was very emotional. It was very like, it was eye opening. Like this is my life now. Um, my usually when you go to the hospital, you go home and you're back you to normal. Like, you get back to normal life. But yeah. So my bedroom was downstairs in the basement and that was no longer accessible. So my mom, oh, I'm going to try to get through this. My mom, my best friend Amanda, and my sisters moved my bedroom up up to the main floor and um, had it all all set up for me. It had I couldn't access the kitchen. Um, the only thing on my level was the front room, the bathroom, and my bedroom. So in my bedroom, I had a mini fridge stocked. My mom completely stocked it full of just anything and everything she could think of that I could could eat without having like a stove, stuff like that. So they put a microwave in there also so I could eat ramen or anything like that. I couldn't access the kitchen. I couldn't get upstairs. Our our house is a five-level California split. So five levels, you know, <laughs> there's no there's no getting up those stairs. Yeah, there's a lot of bumping up and bumping down. Though. Yeah, and, and it's really weird to think about that like before I left for that camping trip, that was one of the last times I was going to see like a normal running up. I mean, I ran up and down those stairs. I fell up the stairs. I fell down those stairs. You know, I we lived there for years and years. And so it was really, really different. And it was really um, emotional to know that life wasn't going to be the same. You know, I got home and there was a ramp built in my garage um, a, a bunch of guys from my church 
pulled together, got this ramp. I mean, it was not ADA accessible. <laughs> I could not get it up was it the by myself. Ramp we have gone up <laughs> to date. Yes, yes, but that doesn't discount the the work and the thought that got put into no, it. No, no, and, and yeah, like, and and they did their best. Honestly, there was no way for them to put an ADA accessible ramp. Well, it was like, my what, parents already five, knew five they were up. gonna. Yeah, they already knew they were gonna have to build a house or move. Like, it, it's just it was just a matter of getting by until we could get to that point. And I felt like that was a lot of my life right there for a minute was how can I adapt? How can I how can I get by right now until we get can get to the point where we need to be to make it accessible. And I feel like that's a lot of my life and a lot of We're, like, we're still we're still We're still adapting. Yeah, we're still adapting in that. And it's kind of like there's a lot of people in life that are waiting for a ta-da moment, you know, like ta-da, yeah. like you know, that's not, I mean, in our case, like, that's never how it's been. Like, I mean, we have not, we've been married for, what, almost 11 years? Uh, and almost 12, I believe. Am I wrong? I don't know. <laughs> One of us are wrong. <laughs> 11 or 12 years. Yeah. So, I mean, we thought, you know, we'd move into this house and we live in our same house we've lived in our whole life. I mean, not our whole life, our whole marriage. Yeah. And, you know, you're always like, I'm going to build a house one day. You know, yeah, we, one day. That's And we thought dream. about it. But, you know. We've just adapted this house, and I bet if we would have built a house two years in yep, or, or five years or even different. last year, if we would have mm-hmm. built a house in last year, we probably would still be finding things like, you know, this works, but it would be better if, if. we did this. Yeah. You know? And so that's yeah. kind of how we are with. I life. mean, we've remodeled. We've added cement to the backyard, a ramp out the back with a deck, yeah, but a what, but, bathroom, yeah. all sorts of stuff. But, but – to get back to your point of adapting, like that's how, you know, in life you just have to adapt and yeah. you're never going to have that to moment. It's never, it's not, it, everything's not always going to go in your favor. You have to adapt to, to the situation. Like for example, I mean, I've spent the whole day sewing <laughs> for work <laughs> um, and I've been sewing on a serger and my sewing machine has an on off button. Well, my serger doesn't. And anybody that sells knows that you have to, it's like a, like a pedal in the car. You have to push that with your foot. I can't do that. So I've adapted and I push it with my hand and it's things like that, that I don't, I've, I adapt and I don't even realize I'm adapting at that point. You know what I mean? It's just like, okay, how am I going to make this work for me? Like, don't tell me I can't do it. (laughs) I'm going to figure out a freaking way to do it, you know? And and Autumn, I don't know if anybody who sews probably, you know, sews with their foot just like anything. Autumn sews with her hands, like like one hand on her bows and the other hand on that pedal. And to me, I'm like, I can't even sew with two hands. Somebody else. (laughs) And a foot. Like, I I can't sew anything, really. Yeah. my windsock in eighth grade. Hey, you sewed pretty bad a Kylo Ren costume. <laughs> you yeah, remember? I, I taught you how to do that. I did, yeah. So, so but yeah, like there's you just, adapting every day. But but I think that's a lifelong lesson. Is like life's never going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. You need to always adapt to whatever situation that is. Like, yep. As soon as you think, you know what? As soon as this happens. I'm going to have my life made or it's going to be there. Yep. You're wishing your life away. There's going to be something else around the next corner. Yep. And you're not even going to think about it. You're not even going to see it, you know, and it may be a tragedy. It may be a blessing or something. And most tragedies are blessings in disguise. Like, 
and that's what we're kind of talking here is like, you know, through all these struggles, I think autumn, you become a way stronger person. Yeah. Oh, I know. I, I definitely have. And I, I can identify that, you know, I can, I mean, you would think that the two months is when I became a stronger person. I get stronger every single day because I, you live through the day, you know, you get through, you, you learn about yourself, you, you know, new problems arise. The whole dance comp thing last week arised and, and I haven't been there. I haven't had that happen to me where it's like flat out, no, you're not going. And after this dance comp, you got stronger because you pushed yourself around on those carpet <laughs> floors you all, know all day it. long. So your your shoulders are probably still hurting. Yep, they are. I still have pain. I, d- I didn't realize that when I, when I put a lot of like umph into my push, for lack of better words, when I'm pushing really hard, my body tenses up. And I have two muscles that work in my legs. I have my quad and I have my, I believe it's the adductor. <laughs> it's on the inside of my leg where my hips and my leg um, like attach. I tighten, I tense those muscles. So we left the dance comp and I got in the car and I was like, oh no, I'm going to be in pain for days. <laughs> like, what did I do? Like I, cause you know, if you know, you, if you realize you're doing it, you can identify that and, and relax. But I didn't realize I was doing it cause I was too caught up in the day and I'm still feeling it, man. <laughs> yeah. But, but Hey, you know, I mean, get back to what we, where we yeah, got on yeah, this yeah, time sorry. was, you know, you adapted in that house that was the California split, you know, five different levels and yep. you adapted and that's, and that's, that's evolution right yeah, there. Yeah. Like, it's just going to be an ongoing thing. You get thrown into a new situation and you evolve. Yep. And you life has to go on. Yeah. Yeah. So after I came home, things looked a lot different. My my mom and dad were really good about letting my friends come over um, so that I could have some sense of normalcy. A lot of the time it was me laying in my bed and my friends being goofy or playing in my wheelchair. My friend Amanda loved to fall back in my wheelchair and it made me laugh and it was it was just fun. We just, you know, it's, it was great to be home. You never realize how good it is to be home until you can't go home. It's it's funny, like, when we first started, like, dating, you know, I feel like I sat in your wheelchair a lot, you know, and did the <laughs> wheelie thing. And yeah. I, I could probably still wheelie around the house. I don't know? even wheelie very much. I did but, the other day, and everybody was like, whoa, but <laughs> still I, got the skills. I honestly have not sat in your wheelchair in the last, like, few years like that I know. much. Like, usually it's like... Autumn sitting on the couch and there, I someone needs an extra chair and yeah, I'm like, so I'll like, sit in Autumn's wheelchair. Yeah. Like, or well, there's Alexi, a lot of people that like to sit in it and like that's fine. Yeah, like, Alexi doesn't... did the other day. I was sitting on the couch and Alexi got in my chair and I mentioned, "Can you go get something from me?" For me, and she started wheeling and I'm like, "All right, this is a new start of a new thing. We're gonna see how I I'm gonna start timing you. We're gonna see how quickly <laughs> and if you can do it." I think I asked her to get a plate that's. In a cupboard, she ended up getting it out of the dishwasher. She she thought <laughs> she thought with her brain on how would mom do this, yeah. but but yeah, I'm like, ooh, this is a new challenge. I mean, those girls watch YouTube challenges all the time. Here's it, a challenge for you. And it's funny that like, whenever our kids are doing something dangerous, you know that they could actually get hurt, you know, and like we want to like strike some fear into them. We're like, hey, you could end up you like could mom. end up in a wheelchair like mom. <laughs> We're so rude. And they're like, oh, you know, like, 
Alice the other day tried to do a backflip on the tramp or something. And she like landed on her head, and oh, like, I was like, it was so scary to me. And I was like, I can only deal with one wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, though. But you just don't realize that you know yeah. how how fragile you are. Yeah, wear your freaking helmet. These people. Yeah. I mean, weather's getting warm. I see these people on their motorcycles. We, it stresses me out. Well, and maybe me and I'm just noticed more because like she's really you know <laughs> hypertensive Con- about yeah. like I'm con- I don't know if hypertensive conscious. is like no word. it's not it's not <laughs> she's <laughs> hyperactive I don't know about like car accidents but like we notice everybody as soon as the weather gets warm yeah people just drive crazy yep and definitely if, today we notice big time and and to the everyone out there who like drives crazy like you you're know, not invincible you, invincible you may like <laughs> you know, be okay, like, driving crazy, but, like, you never know what's around the corner or what is going to pop up. And I think three times today we almost got hit or saw a car almost hit another yeah. car. And, or like, being just, stupid. Just being stupid. And yeah. it was, like, and it was like cutting corners real fast or going around cars yep. or flying out of, you know, you fly out of a parking lot or and you never know if a kid's just riding his bike yeah. you know, behind a fence. Yeah, and, and you know what? That can ruin your life. Yeah. If you hit a kid or I mean, if you hit another car, you're essentially putting the lives in the car at risk and your own. Well, I mean, you're a testament to like a dumb accident, you know? Yeah. I always tell people like they always say, what happened to your wife? You know, and like, was she born? And I was like, no, she got an accident. Like, oh, man, was it what kind of like, was it a terrible accident? How many cars? And I was just like. It's one car. It's the stupidest accident. You well, bet. it just wasn't paying attention. Yeah. It's a, something so simple that like was probably it, the whole wreck probably lasted five seconds, maybe yeah. 10. Yeah. You know, but it felt like forever for me. But that was 10 Slow seconds motion. changed your life. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, there's and after you wreck or something, there's always that like what just happened. Yeah. You know, Yep. That's kind of how I felt after this weekend. Like, I just, like, looked up. I was like, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> Life flies by fast. <laughs> but, you know, so if you're driving crazy, just think about that you may be putting someone else at risk, and you may just be scaring someone else. So Yeah. Oh, I know. In the you car know, today, I was... Ugh. I know you got egos out there, and people think they're funny and cool or whatever. Or maybe, you know, remind your kids to, hey... You I drive think the like majority an... of t- them today was young kids. Yeah, and it's like, and I mean, I was sixteen when I got hurt. Yeah, like, and the people I was with was pretty young too. I mean, eighteen, seventeen. So, I mean, maybe, maybe like just like not like reprimand them. Like, I understand hey, kids are kids. Be safe. Like every kid that I saw drive dumb today, I was like, I you remember know that what? stage you of my were life. A kid, you yeah. did dumb things. Like one you time, don't realize how you how much you aren't invincible. Yeah, and. I'm just going to go on a dumb thing I did in a car. Like, I got on top of Mary's car one time. We were just driving through a neighborhood. And, like, we were being dumb. And I don't even know why I did it. But, like, I was on top of her car. She was driving. And, like, we stopped. And I got off the car. And we realized she was about to hit a speed hump. Oh, my gosh. And I think about if she would have hit that speed hump, I would have flew off that car. And you just don't think about it. You're out of control. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm just saying... You know, remind your kids like here's your here's your friendly reminder to remind your teenage just, kids. <laughs> just don't be stupid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like think and like I know there's going to be kids that are going to be stupid. and That's just the way life is. But yeah. and there's going to be accidents and 
you wish we could all learn by me telling you or not, you know, or somebody telling us to not be stupid, but we're all going to still do things. We're going to think to ourselves, why did I do that? Yeah. Why yeah. did I do that? Yeah. I no one ever gets in a car wreck and be like, oh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, whatever, I did it on purpose. <laughs> yeah, and Maybe no they way. do, but, you know. Yep. But. Well, well, let's get off that tangent. We kind of strayed away from <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> our notes. <laughs> but yeah, so um, getting back to like after the hospital, the first time I went out was to one, one of our friends' parties, and he's still around these days. We still hang out with him quite a bit, Kendall. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, 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 I knew, know Nick. Yeah, I knew Kendall. And Kendall was really close with you. He lived in the neighborhood and stuff. And we yeah. played hockey together. But. Yeah, I went to his house with my friend Amanda. They got me in. She actually gave me, I was still on antibiotics from my, from my staph infection and I had a pick line. So she, she, the home care nurse came and it, it looked like a little ball that you just hook up to your pick line and it just did, did all the work for you. So Amanda hooked up my pick line, my, my antibiotics, and I just laid on the couch and got them, hung out with some friends. <laughs> so, I mean, I jumped, <laughs> jumped, I got back into life pretty quick, you know, because I just wanted some sense of normal, some sense of like, I'm a teenage girl wanting to hang out with friends, you know? And, and shortly after that, I started hanging out at Nick's house in the basement. And I think, I think a lot of that made me feel like a normal, normal teenager, you know, people yeah. were seeing past my injury. And I guess we can kind of relate it to nowadays. Like they're, you know, things are going back to normal and let's just jump back in normal life. Yeah. And maybe, you know, there's probably a lot of people who don't agree with us yeah. on this situation, but like, like just jump back in. Yeah. Jump back in and like get back to normal. Yeah. Even and, if you need it, if you feel like you need to wear a mask yeah. to, to be safe, that's fine. But just let's start getting back to normal life, like psychologically, emotionally, like we. Because that probably, I mean, for someone who gets injured in a wheelchair, like I think, I think the longer you make a thing, it's a thing. Yeah. Like if you would have waited to go out for like a certain moment, like, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to wait to go out till my, you know, Christmas. I'm going to make that be my first time out, you know, yeah. like you, and you made a it a, a big deal. Then the next time you went out, it probably would have been a big deal yeah. and you probably wouldn't have got out that much, but you're like, oh, Hey, Kendall's having people over. Let's go. Yep. Yep. We'll figure it out. We'll yeah. adapt. We'll adapt. So, and you didn't make it a thing. I yeah. mean, I'm pretty sure that you know, that was just a regular night or yeah. whatever. And that was that. So, yep. Yeah. Slowly I got back into things. Really. It was, it was touch and go. I mean, for a minute there, like the night like that, the next days after I was, I was down, like I, I needed to recover, you know? And, and so I think it's easy to talk about what I did afterwards and, and it's easy to think, oh, she went home. She's back to normal life. No, the recovery still was happening. It was just happening at home. I could only sit up for a certain amount of time, like consecutively. So it was like one class at school, like we talked about last episode, but, but yeah, it, I definitely had to like slowly ease into normal life that didn't come super right away. So you just contradicted what I said about jump back. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, well, it says that you can jump back into life, but still yeah. ease into it, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there was no, like, freaking sitting up for eight hours a day, 15 hours a day right off when I got home. There was yeah. no freaking way. Heck yeah. no. But. So, I liked your point, though. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thanks, Autumn. Yeah. Let's go to our next segment since we're we're crunching on time. Yeah. <laughs> it's that one time. It's almost one in the morning. As we say, we're we, we record this when our kids go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> and we still have to edit this yeah. this baby. So we <laughs> Hey, I helped you last time. Dude. I'm just kidding. Let's let's go. Let's go. Hey, let's go. That one time. Let's talk about that one time uh, I fell out fell out of my wheelchair yeah, there's at a, Clearfield High. Well, there's a lot of people who like that's the first thing like, oh, have you ever like fallen out of your wheelchair? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't oh, know definitely. why they always ask that. Like, have you ever fallen out of your wheelchair? Yeah. And there has been not oh, many there, times. Yeah, there's been a handful of times. Yeah, but this particular time we were dating, and. Like I said, me and Autumn met my senior year, my about halfway year. through through my senior year, and like we didn't hang out a lot at school. Like still, like we would talk at school. Well, I was and trying stuff. to get back into the hang of things. Yeah, still. but this is probably springtime. Yeah, about this time of year, you know. Yeah, and uh, almost I was, summer. I was just pushing Autumn out to your friend's car. Was it your car? Did you drive at that point? No, you didn't drive at that point. No, I think it might have been your car or to meet friends out at a car. Yeah. I don't know. We were headed home from school. And I mean, that's part of the story. I can't remember. But uh, we're just walking outside uh-huh. Clearfield High and we're walking out the doors to the um, parking lot. Yeah. And for anyone who like has never been in a wheelchair or like you ever ridden a skateboard and like hit a rock, like. There's a lot of you. You definitely. um you definitely do this thing where you, as you're pushing, you look at the ground. <laughs> yeah. Because. I, I've kind of learned, yes. you know, to look and also to put weight on the back because of incidents like this. But well, me just, for me, I have to pop pop the front Yeah, when yeah. I see a crack it's or a something two, like that. It's a two-person job, you know, yeah. sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so I'm just pushing Autumn and we're going down the, like, ramp or so to say into the parking lot. Yeah. And we hit a rock or a crack. I think it was the crack. I think it was like, you know, at the bottom of the ramp, how it has that extra piece of cement. I think that was like not level. And my front caster's on that wheelchair. I mean, now when we, when we get a wheelchair, we're very particular on those front casters because if they're too small and, and front casters, if you don't know what that is, it's the small wheels on the front of the wheelchair. If they're too small, you hit a crack and man, you better pray that you aren't flying out of that chair. But if, if they're too big, then it's it's not very stylish. It's yeah. kinda, you know, so there's that happy medium of like small enough that it's your lightweight. I mean, weight is a huge thing on a wheelchair because you're I'm pulling this into the car by myself, you know, being completely independent. This has to be a light, lightweight wheelchair. Ultra lightweight is what they call it for, you know. Yeah. Insurance terms, ultra and, light, lightweight. And, but, but yeah, so those front casters, if they're too small, like these first ones were on my, on my wheelchair, man. So back to the story. <laughs> you can <laughs> just, guess what happened. So we're, we're just, I think we were, we were talking, we were laughing yeah. and like, I just remember hitting that crack and. Oh, I flew. And I just dumped Autumn out of the wheelchair. <laughs> like. It was like a wheelbarrow. I just dumped her. Like, <laughs> I, I flew. And so I dump Autumn into the parking lot. <laughs> and then I was still, my momentum was still going. So I literally, like, I, I, I tried to, like, laughing. catch myself. And I fell over the top of the wheelchair. <laughs> like, and so there was a moment where, like, 
I'm laying on the ground on my back. My wheelchair Autumn's, was upside down. Uh, the wheelchair's upside down. Autumn's on her like belly, like looking over at me, and like I look at her, like I'm on my back. She's on her belly. Like, She's like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm good." You? And yeah. I, and like Justin McGarry comes running over, man. This dude from high school comes running over. You guys okay? Are you guys okay? He is freaking out. Yeah. He's like, "Dude, you get her feet. You get her arms, and I'll get her feet, and we'll put her back in her chair." And I'm like. Whoa, 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 whoa. In my mind, I'm thinking, no, 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 no. This is not how you get back in a wheelchair. Yeah. Like, you know me. I get back in my chair on my own. But I just went with it, and I let them do it, and I'm like, okay, never again am I going to say, help me back in my wheelchair. I am getting in by myself. Yeah, so I, I hurry and flipped her wheelchair up, and, and then we just threw her in. And the and whole he thing, was so kind. I mean, whole, he was just trying to help. The and, whole thing probably was like, like we said, you know, like 10 seconds, yeah. but it stretched on for a lot longer. Yeah, and it I'd seemed re- like forever. I really don't think anybody else saw no, it. No, just Because Justin. it was that quick. Yeah. But, but that was a I was, was a so time embarrassed, never... but I was like, "You're so kind to run over and help, you know, make sure we're okay." And Autumn still, you know, dated me after I dumped her into the parking lot at Crystal <laughs> High. <laughs> hey, one thing we learned was to look at that. I mean, we were learning together, and that's the thing about meeting each other. Like what? Two months after I got hurt. Yeah, we definitely learned things together. We yeah. We you know I mean even we've adapted. Yeah, we've adapted and and. Uh, at a certain point, that became, uh, this is awkward, but, like, sexually active. We have learned, being married, we've learned those those little things that happen or how to adapt that way or what's, I, it's awkward to talk about, but, you know, those things we've learned together. That's not yeah. something that I know, you know. Yeah. That's, that's something that I've learned with you. So, it. I feel like that's happened in a lot of aspects of our life. Yeah. And we've like. Pregnancy. We, yeah. We've, we, we, we learned together, man. And it was hard. Yeah. And we'll probably have a whole episode on that. Pregnancy. But. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I told Nick tonight I wanted to do a, a, a pregnancy episode because I mean, three pregnancies, man. Pregnancy's hard on a normal body on a freaking paralyzed body. <laughs> it is not easy. Yeah. But. We have three kids. Yeah, we're here. And life's great. Yeah. And honestly, I wouldn't take back any part of this, you know, no. any part of this journey we've gone through. It makes us grow closer together, honestly. Yeah, it definitely is. And, like, we, there's been nights we both lay on the floor, you know, sit on the floor and we're both in tears just of the situations and yeah. whatever. But yep. we we're in this together. We those emotions together, yeah. <laughs> yep. It's like we're sitting in this room together. <laughs> you know what, though? And it's nice to have someone that, I mean, Nick doesn't understand my injury from, like, a, a sense of, like, living it. But he understands from a sense of seeing it. He he sees the things I go through. And for him, that's emotional, too, to watch the person that you love going through these things that are just, I mean, like he said, you want to do it for him. You want to help him. But, but we've gone through that together. We've learned and we've adapted. I feel like we've said that a lot this episode, but yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to touch on. One of the main points is yeah. that adapt. Yeah, and so remember that whatever life throws at you, you know, whether it be, you know, bathroom problems, but you're not your effing bathroom problems. You're not effing overweight. You're not, you know, you're effing zit. You're not your effing zit. You're not, you're not your effing outfit or your effing catheters. Like, don't yeah. let those run your life. Yeah. you know, or. You know, we kind of, you know, you're not your effing pill problem or whatever, yeah. you know, and you're definitely not 
You're effing time you fell in the parking lot, so. <laughs> and, and with that, you're not your effing chair.